Hey, I'm David, and you're listening to the Half Court Hustle. On this podcast, I bring you recaps, analysis, news for the biggest NBA games. Why? Because there's only one thing I love more than watching basketball, and that's talking about it. And I want to share that with you. Thank you for listening. This group of guys, let me do what I do on the floor. Coach Nick, let me do what I do. And now we got a championship. Thank you. And like they said, enjoy this. Enjoy this moment. And have fun with it. Aha, ha, ha, ha. What was Danny Green thinking? We'll answer that question and a whole load of others as we get into this breakdown of game six of the NBA Finals. The Toronto Raptors close out the Golden State Warriors 114 to 110 to win their first ever championship. Toronto got a lot out of all of their starters, really. It was amazing just how balanced the performance it was. They had 26 points from each of Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam who were on fire really from the very beginning. Like Kyle Lowry was just hitting three-pointers left, right and centre. Pascal Siakam was driving to the rim, strong. Like they really had great games. And they were joined by Fred Van Vliet, who had 22 points, including a massive 12 points in the fourth quarter. He was really unstoppable once he got into his shot rhythm. Um, So just an overall balanced performance from the Raptors who got help from all of their key players. Uh, So they proved that on offense, it's definitely more than the Kawhi Leonard show. They've got so many different weapons uh, on the offensive end and they are just really difficult to guard when all of their key pieces are clicking like that. There was a heartbreaking injury to Clay Thompson uh, late in the third quarter Uh, which is a shame because he was also having a great performance, continuing his historic run of shooting in this finals. He had 30 points, including 10 of 10 from the free throw line and a ridiculous 67% of his three pointers he made. Um, So to see him go out like that was, was, was just, as a basketball fan, that's just not what you want to see. The Golden State Warriors kept fighting though and they got some help from their supporting cast including Andre Iguodala who put in 22 points and hit a lot of his open threes. Um, One of the keys for Golden State really if they were to have any hope of winning the game a lot of the time the Raptors will focus in on Thompson or Curry understandably because those are the only two guys on the floor who are like certified killers from three-point range so they double up rotate 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 and then the defensive rotation ends either with an open Draymond Green or an open Andre Iguodala and really what the Raptors are doing is daring one of those two to shoot the three and hit it and you know, Andre was really big in hitting those open three-pointers and he was a big part of the reason why Golden State were able to keep the game as close as it was. Uh, and it really was a close game right up until the very end of uh, the fourth quarter. But, you know, after that blistering performance from the three-point line from Fred Van Vliet, some 
really unfortunate turnovers on the part of the Golden State Warriors and a missed three from Steph Curry late in the game. There was just, it was just too much for the Golden State to overcome after losing one of their best players uh, in Clay Thompson. Uh, credit for them for continue to battle and keep it going, but the Raptors were just too much on this occasion. So right from the beginning, Kyle Lowry was aggressive and looking to score and he came out swinging. He scored all of the Raptors' first 11 points. Both him and Pascal Siakam were really aggressive in the early going. Golden State came out and, and kept pace with them thanks to some open threes from Andre Guadala and Draymond Green. And of course, Clay Thompson looked absolutely unstoppable in the, in the early going. Uh, the Raptors and Golden State would continue to trade blows uh, with the game close going into the half. Toronto had a three-point lead. It was 60-57 to 57 going, going into the third quarter. Uh, both teams really displayed their defensive prowess with some great performances from Clay, Draymond Green, Kawhi Leonard and uh, Mark Gasol uh, on the defensive end of the floor. And neither team were really able to, to get a decisive advantage. It was, really was a close game throughout. Golden State, you could really tell that they were shorthanded. And it looked like Steve Kerr was really backed into a corner because he was putting out lineups which, you know, hadn't played all season. I like to call them struggle lineups where you have, you know, either Steph Curry or Clay Thompson with four other guys on the floor, none of whom are really much of a, a threat um, on the perimeter or in the post. The only other person that at one point it was Clay Thompson, DeMarcus Cousins, Sean Livingston, uh, Quinn Cook and uh, Alfonso McKinney. And really, apart from Clay Thompson, the only scoring threat in that lineup is DeMarcus Cousins. That puts a lot of pressure on Clay. It ties him out really quickly because the, the Toronto defense can just key into him. And it also means that you're just not getting the scoring threat. The, the floor isn't as open because there aren't as many shooters. All of the defenders are clogging the lane and it really gums up your, your offense. So to, to have those kind of lineups out there for extended stretches of time just isn't practical. But when you've lost... When you've lost your best player in Kevin Durant, there's not a whole lot you can do. But despite the use of these struggle lineups, Toronto weren't really able to pull away. It seemed that every time um, Golden State was struggling on offense, Toronto were going cold as well. Um, so Golden State just kept hanging around. So both teams come out of the break and, and, and this sort of continues. They trade baskets. Um, Clay continued to have a great game. He made mid-range shots. He made uh, three-pointers. And he also had a really impactful game on the defensive end as well. Um, he was playing fantastic defense on Kyle Lowry and uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Got a couple of steals. And then, of course, there's that fateful moment late in the third quarter where Kyle Lowry turns the ball over and Clay Thompson breaks away with the ball, uh, clear path to the basket, and he's going for a dunk. Danny Grain comes up, tries to block the ball, and you can just, you see Clay Thompson land with the most sickening impact on his left knee. You 
his leg just sort of buckles. And I mean, it was painful to watch. Absolutely painful to watch. I'm pretty sure I was in pain watching it. It, it, it was that bad. And the atmosphere in the building, just, you could feel just how despondent everybody was. Like Steph Curry was absolutely beside himself, ran off with the ball, just sat down with his 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 head in his arms. The, the entire arena, all of the fans were sort of stunned into silence as they, you're just sort of watching Clay Thompson writhe on the floor in agony. And you can tell that he's really damaged that knee. So everybody's watching this thinking, oh, oh, is, is that it? Is he done? Like, is he going to be able to get up and play? Uh, so he gets up and starts walking towards the locker room. And at this point, the announcers point out that because he was fouled on the play and had two free throws to shoot, if you leave the game at that point, you can't come back in. That's it. You're done for the night. So he's walking off and it, everybody's like, oh, is he is he finished? Is that it? Somebody must have let Clay know that this was the rule. So he comes back out to shoot the free throws and, you know, the crowd goes wild. It's really reminiscent of, for those of you who are real basketball heads, about 10 years ago, no, 11 years ago, in the 2008 finals, Paul Pierce is, is carted off the court in a wheelchair and then comes back in dramatic fashion and finishes, uh, I think, with 40-something points after that, after that game. So this was really reminiscent of that moment. You know, Clay, being the warrior that he is, comes back down, shoots his free throws um, and then starts to hobble off gingerly. So you could kind of see that something is wrong with that left leg but he's like no I'm gonna play I'm gonna play and Draymond is is looking at him telling him to get into defensive position but you know he gets yanked off the floor immediately Steve Kerr I think after what happened to Kevin Durant in game five where you know he ruptured his Achilles after coming back to play too quickly I don't think he was there was no chance he was going to risk that happening to Clay Thompson as well. So Clay was pulled off the floor immediately, uh, which turned out to be the right decision because a few minutes later, you saw him walking out of Oracle on cl- on on uh, uh, crutches. So you know it turns out that he'd I think tore his ACL, uh, and he's going to be likely going to be out for a, a lot of next season. So. You're looking at this Golden State Warriors team and there's no Kevin Durant for all of next season and and Clay's going to miss a large portion of it as well. So, you know, this team is is not going to be as it is currently constructed next season. So you got to think you got to wonder about the future of the Golden State Warriors here. Anyway, despite Clay's absence, Somehow the Golden State Warriors managed to hold on to a very slim lead going into the fourth quarter. And at this point, you're sort of wondering, they managed to pull it out in game five somehow after Kevin Durant leaves the floor. Could they, would they pull off a shock win in the last ever game in the Oracle Arena in Oakland? Can they upset the Raptors here? So to start the fourth quarter, uh, and, and this was just... Yeah, the, the Golden State Warriors were so injury riddled that they started the fourth quarter with Jonas Drebko, Sean Livingston, Demarcus Cousins, Alfonso McKinney and Quinn Cook. Now, 
that is a struggle lineup if I have ever seen one. Like, where where are the points going to come from in that lineup? Um, but again, like Toronto, they just can't pull away. And so the Golden State Warriors managed to hold on to their lead um, by the time Steph Curry and, and Kawhi Leonard sub back in early into the fourth fourth quarter. And I'm just thinking at this point, is this going to happen? There's, there's no way. There is no way that Golden State are going to pull this off. So later on in the quarter, Fred Van Vliet comes out and shows that he has the clutch gene. He came out and hit three three-pointers in what must have been two or three minutes, uh, getting drawing a foul on a three-point shot as well. So he had a very quick 12 points uh, and just just an amazing fourth quarter from him. And he has been such an important player to the Toronto Raptors in this finals, not only on the offensive end, because he is just able to hit threes exactly when the Raptors need him to hit the threes. But he's also done a really good job playing Steph Curry on defense as well. Steph Curry is always moving without the ball. He's a nightmare to defend, not just because he can shoot really well, but also because he just doesn't stop moving. But Fred Van Vliet is always battling hard, hustling, getting in his face and just making life really difficult for him. And, you know, I don't think Curry has played terribly. I, I think a lot of the flack that he's getting is is unfounded, but he hasn't been his stellar self. And you've got to attribute at least some of that to uh, Fred Van Vliet's play. So Golden State just keep battling. Uh, and Andre Iguodala is, is is having a major performance. Curry hits a couple of threes, and Draymond Green's passing is is really opening up the floor for them. But they're just not able to to retake the lead quite. So the big moment in the fourth quarter, uh, Golden State are down by three points, and Steph Curry drives to the hoop, but he's tripped on his way to the basket. He goes to the line, hits both of his uh, free throws. Golden State are only down by one, but Toronto have possession and there are only 18 seconds left in the game. So now Toronto have the chance to dribble up the clock and Golden State have to either go for the steal or foul right away. The ball is inbounded to Kawhi Leonard. Golden State double team him to force the ball out of his hand. Leonard fires the ball to Danny Green who holds the ball, holds the ball, holds the ball. There are about nine seconds left on the clock, right? You're nine seconds away from a championship. All Danny Green has to do is hold on to the ball. He's smothered by Draymond Green, who's coming over and he's, 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 batting, he's, he's batting his hands, trying to get at the ball, trying to get at the ball. But there are nine seconds left on the clock and all you need to do is hold on to the ball and force Draymond Green to foul you. That's all. So... Championship in the bag, game over, right? Right? Inexplicably, Danny Green fires a pass to Pascal Siakam, who is well defended and is not in position to pass. To, he's just not in position to catch the ball. And so the ball bounces off Siakam's hand and sails out of bounds. And now Golden State have the ball back with about nine seconds left and a chance to win the game. Now, of all of the people who are happy that Toronto won this game, Danny Green is probably the most relieved because if Golden State won, 
the only thing people will be talking about is what on earth was going through his head? Why did he pass the ball in that situation where all he has to do is hold on to it and secure the win for his team? Anyway, Golden State have the ball back. Nine seconds left on the clock. The ball is inbounded to Draymond Green and it's a wild pass. Green barely manages to catch it. I'm, I, I, I'm surprised it wasn't a turnover. Draymond Green manages to find Steph Curry, who's coming off a screen. Curry's at the elbow. He gets a really good look at the rim and he misses the three. He had a chance to put the Golden State Warriors up by two with about nine seconds left. He misses the three. The ball lands. Kawhi Leonard manages to escape with the ball but then turns it over again. So he, the, the ball kind of lands in this, this pile, of, uh, pile of bodies. Everybody's kind of on the floor trying to get the ball. Kawhi Leonard comes up with it, dribbles the ball, but loses it again. It's picked up by Draymond Green, who is on the floor with about two seconds left. And at that point, you don't have time to get up and make a shot. So he has to call a timeout. The only thing is, Golden State have no timeouts. And the rule is... If you call a timeout when you don't have any, the other team is awarded a one-shot technical foul and they regain possession. All of this happens with there being about nine-tenths of a second left on the clock. So that's it. Game over. Toronto inbound the ball after making their free throws. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is fouled again. Ensue celebrations. Jurassic Park goes wild. Kawhi Leonard is jumping all over the floor. Ah! Win, 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 win. And Toronto take home their first championship. So it really was a wild end to like a very close game. And, you know, the, the X factors were just the Raptors had more scoring punch than the, the Golden State Warriors did. And they just came up in key moments where the Warriors were not able to. you got to look at that three from, from Curry. And look, sometimes the ball goes in sometimes the ball doesn't but he makes that and and you're very much looking at a a a trip back to Toronto for game seven but you know sometimes the ball bounces your way sometimes it doesn't anyway what an exciting game the Raptors secure a very well-deserved championship and now there are just so many questions floating around the future Will Kawhi Leonard re-sign with the Raptors? Will KD re-sign with Golden State? What will happen to Golden State next season as they try and keep their season alive without two of their biggest scorers? So many questions hanging in the air, but for now, Toronto are out celebrating a well-deserved championship and I am signing off. Thank you for listening.